All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Join us again as I am every week with Young SJ at SJ Basketball and the number eight, aka Dr. SJ, aka the Young Prodigy, aka the Brains of the Operation. We're doing this on a Thursday, which is off schedule, but how is the weather this fine Thursday evening in New York City? Um, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's in that, like, high 50s range, so a little cooler. It's been a little cooler, but I like it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we are, we allegedly supposed to get some thunderstorms, but it, uh, the low was 64. High was 79. It's a beautiful day. The weather's been real nice around Dallas. Uh, well, most parts of Dallas the last week or so. So no complaints, no complaints. So y'all, I ain't going to hold y'all. I'm a little under the weather. So I apologize in advance if I'm not my normal self, but I ain't got it right now. I ain't going to hold y'all. But the show must go on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, SJ, I, I got to lean on you with this because we've had some playoff games. And uh, since the last time we spoke, I think the, you know, the Warriors went ahead and packed up the, the Kings and I think the Lakers had already packed. No, uh, the Lakers packed up the Grizzlies. Um, I think the Knicks had already packed up the Cavs or whatever, but anyway, the second round of the playoffs. Uh, let's start with Phoenix and Denver. Hey, man, Phoenix Cook. I do think they are. I mean, yeah. listen, I said Denver and seven. Remember, you you picked Phoenix. I did. I did. I, I picked them at first, and I changed my pick literally on the pod. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, I am torn because I don't know um, whether to say that the series is going to be tied once, you know, once they get back to Denver or whether I made a tweet. I was like, the, um, Phoenix is going to go down um, 3-0 on Friday. And I was like half trolling, half like serious. Um, but I don't know. I could see like if that happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. But I feel like Phoenix just has to win this game. And even if they win game three, I don't know about game four. Like, I could see them going back to Denver down, um, you know, in the, that 3-1 hole. Or 1-3 hole, technically. So, um, they are in a tough spot. Yeah, they're not deep enough. And, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, for real. Like, I feel like this year was never their year. They always needed a retooling. Always. So, you know, they see what they got, see what you guys are worth a damn to keep around, you know, to, to keep around for next year. And then you go into the off season, and now you have the lure of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And, I mean, think about what you want, want to do with Chris Ball, see how his injury is going. Figure out what you want to do with Aiden, too, because so many rumors are on him. But they're not in, like, as bad of a spot. They're not in a bad spot at all, I don't think. So, but that's... What happens when you have a foundation 
you can build a three. I've been saying this, but like I really believe it. Like they had a foundation in place, a structure in place where, yeah, they kind of got their team for KD, and yeah, they traded a lot of picks where you don't know, but we take that swing because in the short term, you have enough to recoup and build out a team. Like I don't think they're in a bad spot. Like going into the off season, get yeah, out don't have like a lot of money, and yeah, they gave away the picks, but. Again, like I said, um, the new owners willing to spend. They have trade pieces and players. You know, maybe not picks, but Aiton is not gonna get you like bums in return if you choose to go that route. Um, Chris Paul, you know, you don't know about him, but again, his money is a lot of non-guaranteed money. So I think they're not in as bad as a spot as you think, and they were able to get there because they put a foundation in place. By having core pieces, unlike the Mavs, <laughs> we always comparing things to the Mavs, but you look at the Mavs and we never had a foundation in place. So we're trying to build this three-story mansion on shitty foundation. It's all going to come crumbling down. And we saw it this season where you're seeing the, like, like the, the cracks are always there, right? The cracks have been building throughout the course of, you know, the last couple of years. And now it's really coming down. So I just think... They put themselves like, yeah, they're gonna lose. You know, and I'm sure they won a championship in the first year, of course, but it doesn't work like that. Um, and I said it too, even um at the trade deadline, I said it about us really, and I said it about the Suns. I was like, in like you don't make a huge trade like that and win right away, like especially mid trade that like that doesn't happen. You need that off season to retool. So what about the Lakers? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> my God, listen. The Lakers are really just, interesting. Yeah. They, let's, yeah. I don't want to cut you off. Let's finish this up. We're going to get to the series, but I, I have a strong opinion on how impactful that trade really was. And I know what you're going to say, and I feel like I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but but here's the thing. I agree and I disagree. And I'll, and I'll tell We'll get into it when we get there, but yeah. Gotcha. Um, I I'm gonna keep it real with you. I haven't watched like workmen whooping my ass. So I've been in any of the West Coast late games. I had to watch the recap. I had to watch it in uh, uh what is it, quick game on the app, on the NBA app, because I just I ain't have it. I ain't have it. Um I was gonna make it a point to watch the first game one of Warriors and Lakers and I couldn't do it. I was tired. I gotta get up at five and between 5 and 5.30 every morning, and it's whooping my ass. I can't do it like I used to. So um, I'll say this from what I've heard. They've been getting cooked with Chris Paul out. I just don't think they got the depth. They just having to to rely on dudes that just ain't good uh, based on what I've seen. And as good as Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are, Joker a bad MF for himself. And I think people can't really process that Joker might be better than Kevin Durant right now in 2023. Like people don't want to believe it. And that's probably the case. And then all the other dudes being good is probably better than, uh, than what Devin Booker bring in its totality and future Maverick, Deandre Ayton. Yeah. Oh boy. You, you just, you know, it's coming, you know, it's coming. So what the, I, I don't see it. I feel like that's kind of like a, you know, like fan casting. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like there's something along those lines. Probably, probably not the same exact thing. 
not to say it, I know credible people have been talking about it too. Yeah. So I'm not saying like there's no smoke at all, but I don't think it's really a case where there's like a lot of fire there. I, I just I, can't like I don't know to the Mavericks. I don't know, man. I what didn't, did we have I to them? I didn't believe it until credible people started speaking on it. I was like, oh fuck. But I don't know. Um, I don't know to, to to keep it real until free agent after the lottery and then the draft. We'll get into what I think the math should do or what they can do. We can cross that bridge when we get there. I just outside of this fanfic I'm gonna get into in about twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I just think it's going to be really hard to build a championship team around Kyrie Irving and Luka. So I don't know. And I, I, Lord knows I don't think it's going to be easier to do with DeAndre Aiden, but I could see it. Even if it's not something that happens this summer, but just down the road. Does that make sense? Like by the trade deadline see, next year. See, I think I'm thinking that it's something that either happen, happens this summer or not really at all. Because I, <laughs> I don't think Aiden's staying in Phoenix for too much longer. I think if they get packed up expeditiously this summer, I think they go, he's going either way. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. That's a whole different conversation that I haven't allowed myself to like really think about. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing is like, is much as we pay attention to NBA basketball with the CBA changing, I don't think the, I think the templates have changed for roster building and even trade. So like, it's going to be hard to kind of make predictions, but anyway, moving on to the next series, uh, we'll go, we'll go out East. Um, I have watched every game in this series, ironically enough, the Knicks and the, and the Heat, because some games come on before my bedtime. Um, I don't know if I said it on air. I know me and you, I think we talked about it privately. I don't think, I think the Knicks um, have a better chance to beat the Miami Heat, obviously, than Milwaukee Bucks. But as crazy as it's going to sound, I think Jalen Brunson would have had a much easier time than he's having against the Milwaukee Bucks defense than he's having against Miami. Um, I don't know if that sounds crazy or not, but I, I just think Jalen Brunson against a heavy drop scheme is going to give up a lot of basically middies, and I think he would have made them. And he ended up figuring it out at the end of last game. He started cooking. Actually, he was low-key cooking, cooking. But I don't feel good about it. I picked the Knicks to win, but I don't feel good about that anymore because Spo, you know, Bud just got fired today. Um, literally the last four NBA champions, three of them have fired their coach. Everybody but Steve Kerr has got packed up. And I think Spo is one of the only truly good coaches that gives you like, you you are going to win, you're going to over-index your success in the playoffs with him as your coach, as opposed to just an average NBA coach. And I just don't know if, I don't feel good about the Knicks if Jimmy is healthy. What do you think? I was high. Um, I was like definitely higher on the Knicks before the series. I would say, um, 
and not that I soured on them. It's just that you saw the flaws, right? Yeah. And you you see Brunson, you know, he's seen a lot of bodies. Like, like they're giving him like I saw. I think it was like a tweet like saying like they're giving him the Trey Young treatment. It's like yeah, they're they're throwing a lot at him. And I mean the Knicks won last game, and you know people are talking about refs, blah blah. Like I hate that. Like I hate that every time losses happen in the postseason. Like cry baby ass fans want to cry about the refs all day. <laughs> like let's talk about the product too because your team did something to also lose that game. It wasn't just refs. So um, and obviously they were playing without Jimmy. So that was that. They they didn't have a closer. You know they were up. They were controlling most of the, I would say, fourth quarter, right, up until, um, you know, the end where the Knicks just went on that huge run. And I think, I mean, Randall had his best, I feel like, game in the playoffs, period, um, last game. And R.J. Barrett's been okay. He didn't really play much in the fourth um, of last game, but he's been okay the last few games. But I do, I mean, the Heat, I was going to say, do I trust those guys to, like, keep up their play, sustain it, but then I'm looking at the Heat side, and I mean, here's the thing. The Heat role players were playing really well on the road, and usually role players play well at home, so that's where I'm nervous for the Knicks, which is why I've been lower on them, because I'm like, okay, the Heat's role players have been doing all this on the road. When they get home, and now they don't know how to act, and now Jimmy's coming back, um maybe you know obviously he's not going to be healthy right he's not going to be healthy he's gonna he's gonna be playing hurt regardless um but he's had some time and jimmy's a dog regardless so i feel like if he's on the court he's gonna give you his best regardless so now you have to count for him we're gonna wonder if bam wants to be a man um in this series and i just think the knicks have to be a bit worried the fact that I, you know, home court was pretty much stolen from them. So, but at the same time, like I said, the Heat roster is still not good. I feel like they're on like a little insanity run. This might be the hater of me, but I, I, no, man, I, I don't want to say it's fake. I don't want no, to say it's fake. Game, game it's like, Kobe Martin were hitting superstar shots last game. Like, them yeah. wasn't, that wasn't. Spo drawing up good offensive scheme. No, the boys were splashing like late clock step back threes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Splashing them. It was crazy. So that's why I'm as much as I've been lower on the Knicks, I'm not walking back my pick just yet. <laughs> like I'm not. Because this is I just feel like it's not it's not real. Yeah. Um and not to say the Knicks are the real deal themselves, but I just feel like on their side, they're, they have a lot more they can throw at the wall. You know what I mean? And I know Spo is going, is that like X, Spoh's the X factor in the series. Um, and it's funny, we're talking about a coach, but he is the X factor in the series because like you said, he'll churn out even more than you expect, especially in a playoff setting. Um so, but I feel like he did that against Bucks. Yeah. Not to say that you know he used up all his shit like this. Not yeah. not not to frame it like that, but eventually um, the run got to come to an end. Exactly. The boys ain't winning the championship. Exactly, exactly. You know that. So it's just a matter of when it's gonna end. Like you said, yeah. So I feel like 
I feel like the Knicks, if they dig deep, they can they can do this. They can do this. Um, they just yeah. gotta just hope a few of their guys can show up. Like Brunson has to figure it out. Like you said, he started to figure it out a bit at the end, but he, it has to be throughout throughout a game. He has to figure it out. That's one. You have to hope Randall has figured it out. Like that game kind of woke him up. Um, and then like a playoff setting, because it's not like he's seeing the bodies. That's the thing. Brunson is seeing the bodies. You know what I mean? If Brunson's seen like three, like um, six hands, that means somebody else is, you know, open. Um, so if they, if they, like I said, Tibbs has to, he can get like out coach, but it can't be a gap. He can't get like lapped. So he has to make sure he's solid and he's playing the right guys at the right time. That's a, that's sometimes that's what it is in the playoffs too. You push the right. I feel like that's what kid got right. Last year in the playoffs, yeah. he knew what buttons to push at the right time. It was like, Josh, we're going to give you a try. Oh, you're not cutting it? Yank. <laughs> I felt like Josh got appropriately yanked. In the, like, you know, I feel like he got oh, his yeah, chances when he did. He got his chances, and then when he wasn't performing, he got appropriately yanked. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, a, the, the whole Frank Nelikina PR <laughs> session people was pulling because Frank played, what, like 28 good minutes? <laughs> against the Suns and people start lying to themselves. Exactly. Like, he but, knew that, a bunch but, of but, but that was a good that was a good matchup at that particular exactly. point in the series. It was. Exactly. And he, he knew so sometimes that's what I'm saying, sometimes in a series to do a good coaching job, like a great one, is just knowing to push um the right buttons. So I feel like if as long as he does that, like he he makes sure he does that, I think um the Knicks will be fine. Um, yeah. I still think so, yeah. the Knicks gonna win, but I yeah. was I was very confident that the Knicks was gonna get them boys out of there, probably like six. And now I'm like, mm, yeah. maybe seven. I could yeah, see a seven. That, that's probably that's probably going seven. Uh-huh. Not, but with all that being said, if the Knicks did actually beat them in six, because like if the Miami Heat role players, if Jimmy can't go nuclear, and the Miami Heat role players, um, like just are okay instead of all-star level they i mean they could still be out of there at six i think jimmy gonna get one more no matter what but and also quiet is kept like i didn't realize this because i'm not uh, i'm not a julius randall hater i just don't take him serious as a basketball player he's sneakily been killing the heat like all year and like that's just kind of his it's just weird that's just his matchup I, I don't really trust know. him with that because he murdered the Hawks in 2021 and got smoked in the playoffs. Yeah, but then you see him, it's like the one game he's the literally the best game of these playoffs was against the game he just played against them. So there's something about them. Like, he wasn't even it's, amazing, but... Yeah. I, like, it might just be the scheme. You know, they're focusing on... It's like, it's like Toronto, right? Yeah. Like second options and third options eat in toronto yeah you know because they are trying to take out your star the heat kind of operate in that way not not to the extent that toronto does because they uh-huh. have like it, it wasn't that shameless <laughs> um but they operate in the same way where they will like especially if one guy is really making things go and one guy is like the connector and all they will Make sure they're suffocating that guy. You saw the moves with Trey Young, and that's the thing. Trey Young had a Trey Young's team just really did not capitalize. If you keep it like Bogey, kind of ate. But I think Bogey, DeAndre Hunter wasn't too bad, but they weren't good enough. <laughs> that was the thing, and that's what the Heat are banking on. That those guys aren't good enough. But if Randall can play, 
you know, and, to the extent. And also, that I you mean, can. yeah, my my like Randall shit. You think he's gonna make All NBA? Like, I think he's gonna. Oh, make absolutely. It. I, I think he's. He, at, he I don't want to better... say lock, but he's like I could see him on anywhere from second to thirteen. That's how yeah, he had. A, he objectively had a better season than when he made. What was he second team a couple years ago? The second team, yeah. yeah, yeah, like he had a better season. Uh, he what do you have? Twenty five and five, twenty no, twenty five and ten. Twenty five, ten on like it was efficient. It was so yeah. it was absurd, and he had a better season this year. And he's not gonna do that against the Heat. But like, bro, he was putting up three for fifteens against the Cavs. <laughs> He was so bad against the Cavs. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad, and I think he, I think if he's just eyed against these boys, and for whatever reason, he, I'm low key, Julius Randle been so bad against in the playoffs. Period. The more I'm really sitting here thinking about it, and the closest he's had to like an efficient game, is anyone even that efficient? Anyone even that great was against the Miami Heat. So I know the sample is small, but I, I don't think that's going to go away because they also like the weight that bully ball shit he does. Like they really kind of don't got no answer for it. That That's also probably why the matchup is so good. Like they, they don't have any four with any type of athleticism or, or that's strength. The pro- yeah, their fours, their four is Caleb Martin. Like yeah, that's, so, that's not doing he, nothing with Randall. That's one of the reasons why he's probably been abusing that matchup, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, going back to the West. No, no, we gonna stay out East. Man, I think the Sixers are cooked. I, I thought they were cooked anyway, but and I know Joe and B had five blocks or whatever, but that's like a five six game series, and they out of there. I shout out to James Harden for dropping. What was it? Forty five, forty two. Whatever it was. Yeah, whatever, whatever it was, game one. Shout out to him, man. Dodging allegations. But then he had then he go like two for fourteen the next game. Like that yep. shit got so out of hand, <laughs> I stopped watching it. I, I'm just gonna keep it real. I stopped watching too. I, I just I, I looked at the box score, then I um slandered. Yeah, I start preparing for the rest of my evening and, and getting me some rest because I just was like not watching that shit. And Celtics are good, bro. The only thing I'm worried about with them is they, they they are so much like the Mavs, just with better defense. They are so dependent upon three-point shooting. When they make their threes, they can't be beat. When they don't, they will fucking lose to, to in, a, in a situation where they don't. And I know some people were mad at Joe Mazzula for, like, some of the coaching decisions and schemes and all that shit, but Ime was doing that same shit, bro. E-Mate was doing that same exact shit. And I'm just like, um, we don't got time to get into NBA coaching and what an actual good NBA coach is. But a lot of coaches do the same shit. And we just got to accept it. And there's some complaints. As much as I want Jason Kidd fired, like he be doing the same shit these other goofy ass coaches do. There's maybe three good coaches in the whole NBA. The rest of them is a mid to ass. Um, and even some of the guys that are that I consider good, they, they never won shit. So how do we really know they good? Like I like Taylor Jenkins a lot, a whole lot, but he ain't won shit. I like Will Hardy out in Utah. He ain't won shit. Like any, you can have a cute little run, a cute little story. 
but you ain't want shit. It, and it's hard. It's hard. I think coaching is it's not as easy as I think we as fans make it out to be. And I know this because every fan base wants their coach fired. And shit, three of the last four NBA champions have fired their coach. Um, the big one. Lakers Warriors. SJ, look, I consider you a friend. I consider you a real life friend. You a bronze stand. My dad's a bronze stand. He has somehow co-opted my brother into being a bronze stand. I don't know if they just doing it to, to fuck with me. As someone who is 40 and LeBron is like 38, I, I do like the old head still giving these boys this work, but Steph like 35. So I, I still appreciate him too. But like, I, I'm going to be honest, my dad is going to be here in like 12, no, 13 days. I want the Lakers out of here before he arrives because I can't tolerate it. And I, I, if 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 it was not for my father, I would be rooting for the Lakers because I want the Warriors fans to cry. And I know this would devastate them. Well, my dad has ratcheted up the bronze standard to levels that I can't handle. Um, as far as the actual series, I'm not going to hold you, man. I've been fighting a battle for how good Anthony Davis is for a while now people have been calling him soft and all this other and i'm like i hear you he's fragile but when he's on the court and he's actually healthy it's one of the best five six players in the nba and he's by far the best defensive player in the nba when he's healthy i don't think that's a debate in my opinion and now we're seeing it and he's giving you like 30 and 20 on the other end so like some of the offensive production wasn't there certain nights against the grizzlies but he, I, the, he played in a series against the defensive player of the year, and he's played a game against Draymond Green. And anyone that understands what they're looking at, there's no fucking debate who's a better defensive player. Am I crazy for saying that? No, he's the best defender in the world right now. Yeah, it, it's and it's it's like a gap because he there's there's no weakness. He can move. He can he protecting the rim. He's doing everything, every single. <laughs> Every aspect of defense. Like, took down to the boards where he's, like, eating the glasses. Like, yeah, he's doing everything. Yeah, it, it's insane. And, you know, a couple people have been gassing up that Russell Westbrook trade for why the Lakers season turned around. And I'm not trying to poo-poo those guys' contributions because they they contributed. Like, Vando gave him some minutes. It was ironic, Rui didn't really do a whole lot in the regular season, but has turned it on in the playoffs. Um Beasley didn't really do shit in the regular season and is catching DMPs in the playoffs. And D'Lo low-key got hurt, but when he played, he was solid. But in my opinion, like, basically from late January through the end of the season, AD only missed two games and has been a fucking destroyer of worlds since late January. And then, like, now, I don't like this dude. I don't fucking like him. But I actually looked up his numbers from, like, February through right now. Fucking Austin Reeves is shooting 57% from the field and, like, 45% from three on 16 a night. That shit don't look real, SJ. That, those stats don't look real. And I know 16 points a game ain't a whole lot of points, but it ain't 10. It ain't 9. It's fucking 16, and it's 16 within the context. Them boys' season was on the line during all of them. 
them boys season was on the line every fucking night and he was out there killing and i just i think getting russ out the way allowed him to flourish and ad has just been a monster and those other guys helped because they did need bodies but i do think the that russ trade was a little overblown and as much as i hate to admit this i think the lakers gonna beat the warriors that's true i think they gonna get them i do I, I think they just, I think they got a little bit too much, man. I do. I, here's the thing. I don't want to bet against Ron, but I I want to see that Warriors road record tested again. Yeah. Because they lost one at home already. Mm-hmm. This, this would have been a bit different, I feel like, if, if, if. Warriors came into to Staples or whatever the fuck they're calling it now um, and won. Or lost, but that wasn't the case. So, I this was the one that was like a toss up to me where it was hard for me to um, pick because I feel like the Warriors have a better team. Like regardless of what the regular season said or whatever, um, and how it played out, I felt like the Warriors had a better team. Um, and I like I said, I don't want to overreact to one game because I still feel this way. But I still have the Warriors um, winning, even though I don't want to bet against Braun. But Braun's father time's been showing. Like, he can have those moments where he's, like, he's playing great defenses playoffs. You know, he just had 20-20 on oh, yeah. that. But he fell off. <laughs> it's like he fell off, period. Oh, that jumper. Them legs is gone and that three ball Those legs gone. are gone. That three, that, that jumper is gone. You could yeah. say, well, his foot, he's not like, yeah, we know he's not, like, fully 100%. We know that. But... It's been sustained for now. Part of him falling off is him being injured so much. So yeah. I just think, um, like, if this was, like, you know, he's older. So it's not like I don't want to say, oh, better against Brown. He's older. He's older. So it's okay. And I think AD can still be dominant. But like I said, AD, I really have to see it sustained in this context. Cause I just feel like if you get all or nothing in AD playoff runs, like, if you look at through his career, even going back to New Orleans, either he's literally dominant is, like, when they fucking, who do they sweep? They swept Dame in them, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Portland. Yeah, like, he was a fucking freak of nature, and he was a freak of nature that whole run. Bubble, he's a freak of nature whole run. He's kind of been a freak of nature this whole run. I know some of the offensive productions fall off. I think it's going to be there unless he get hurt. That's... Just based on his history. And that's a concern. That's a concern because he's already had some moments where, like, ooh, did he get hurt? Like, he's getting hit, all that. So that's always the concern. I don't know. I'm in the mode where I'm just, like, certain certain people have to kind of show me. And like we just said, Eddie's a champion. So it's not like he has, like, all this shit to prove. But still, in recent history, um, we've seen where just dominance whether by injury or not like it's not sustained for some reason you know whether he disappears within games and all that and you know i just think that not to say that that's the series if they lose it it'll be on like ad or even braun but even some of these role players like austin has been great how far can it go you know what i mean let's let's see how far can it go and that, you know, motherf- that motherfucker sold his soul to the devil Right. Three, three months ago, SJ. Yeah, but even I, Rui, right? Rui has been great. He has yeah, been great this whole time, but he yeah. started off scorching, and he kind of yeah. cooled down. You yeah, know, right. he started off scorching, and he's like cooling down. 
And yeah, they I mean Delo has been up and down, mostly bad, but has had good moments. Yeah. Um, and then you look at you know, like the guys you say in catching DMPs. I mean, Vanderbilt is a funny case, right? Because you want him on the floor because he's chasing Curry around, he's bothering him with his length, you know, he's just an overall good defensive player, but you're not worried about him offensively. Yeah. He's messing up their offense. So that's where the problem I feel like like issues like that I it's I don't know how um how to 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 basically judge how they're going to navigate through that. You know what I'm saying? Like I would I want to see cuz the alternative is like, "Oh, you can play Rui more," but Rui is not nearly the same defensive player as Vanderbilt, right? Oh, no. No, yeah. You know, um, I think like I do think Vanderbilt's length and just activity. This is the thing. People it did bother stuff. And I don't think shit going to be sweet for stuff, but I do think stuff will figure something out as well. Um, exactly. You're never going to hold them down. Yeah. Like, oh man, Rui, uh, Vanderbilt has stuff in, in hell. And it's like, mm. remember, what's, what's the white dude? Devil Dover. Like, at some point, you always going to get fried. Like, he's just Steph Curry, man. There ain't no real. It, 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 to, and what's crazy I know this is going to sound nuts I think Steph is the best I think he's better now than he's ever been I think he has more to his game now I think he's it's physically, like the Bron thing it's like the Bron thing yeah. it's, it's like you, yeah Bron had the, it's like yeah Bron had the Miami days and just like Steph had a unanimous MVP season yeah. but now they like mastered the game like they're in yeah. a much their game is much more mature I feel like yeah. it's much more mature to, to bring it back to something Mavericks related, like, you know, people think Dirk, Dirk was insane when they, we made the playoff run, but Dirk's, Dirk was maybe 75% of the athlete he was in his prime. People just think Dirk was shooting one-legged jump shots and shit and fadeaways. And like, that wasn't even in his bag until two, three years before we won the chip. Dirk was literally taking dudes off the dribble he's stealing the ball from kobe taking it up the court and finishing like i just but dirk was that was the best player he ever was he like you said he mastered the game and i feel like steph has kind of mastered the game like even if he's i don't know man that motherfucker looked physically stronger to me like i don't see any physical drop off from his he is he's he, 20 he's, from 2016 I, I actually think he's physically better t- now than then if that makes sense yeah he added more muscle so yeah um yeah he's definitely mastered the game and is in that kind of um stage of his career really and it's sad that um i feel like that stage of his career has kind of been a little robbed from durant a bit with the injuries being out for so long um i felt like like he's kind of in that stage but like it's been so disjointed because of his um you know issues with the injuries but um yeah it's it's insane i mean this series is the toxicity on twitter is already it's like insane really like i don't know about your teal but my teal is a little um crazy with the whining and all that so um we'll see how long the series goes for i think it will be a long series that's that's one thing about it like, i do too. i do i i think it's gonna be a long series yeah but, um I, I do think that the Warriors' road record has got to show up eventually. 
know what I'm saying? And as great as Steph is, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis ain't no bums, and we've made jokes of Anthony Davis. We've played with Anthony Davis's name for too long. And I, I just, I'm not even an Anthony Davis fan, but I've become like a fucking, I won't say apologist. I just don't like people lying on, but I got eyes. You cannot like a player, but I know what the fuck I saw on this basketball court. That dude's good. Um, the debate started, actually, no, nah, I'm going to say that for next week. That conversation where I turned into an Anthony Davis apologist started when folks was like, I wouldn't do a sign and trade for him and Kyrie. And the Lakers wouldn't do it anyway. But, buddy, I'd drive Kyrie Irving to the goddamn uh, airport. But I don't even want to get into that right now. Um, what we do want to get into is this is fan fiction. The draft lottery is t- shit. 11 days away? Something like that. I don't know the exact date because, you know, I'm not a loser and I don't keep up with shit like that. But we're being forced to. We're being forced to. I feel like you've taken shots at everybody that cares about Tankathon. No, listen, listen. I just said we're being forced to. Or even if you do care about it and you love it, kudos to you. Good job. Congrats. You're having the time of your life right now, but... Um, yeah, I don't know the exact date, but I know it's less than two weeks at this point. So it is 11 days, 23 hours, 24 minutes and 40 seconds away. So this is just, this is the premise I'm operating with for this fan fiction. As I probably should have told you this before we hit record, but I'm going to go first. You smart young lady. So you'll get the gist of it. What can happen in this lottery? that allows this team to actually become a championship team. Paying Luka what he makes. And I think to get Kyrie to stay, we're going to have to pay him $45 million a year. I think if we, if it's, if the Lakers can offer him like 32 and we offer him 40, I believe a shoe company, especially a Chinese shoe company, is trying to break into the to the U.S. market or shit, Puma for that matter, um, will basically make up the difference because he's going to the Lakers. I don't think Nike will, but fucking Kyle Kuzma was making more on his rookie deal from Puma than he was in his NBA contract. And this is Kyle fucking Kuzma, who was the 20-whatever pick he was in the draft, hadn't done shit in his career, had no pedigree. He went to some bullshit college. I love Kuz, that's my guy, Michigan, Michigan's finest, but he was a nobody, and uh, because he was a Laker, he got a bigger bag from a shoe company than his NBA contract. Kyrie Irving had the best-selling line for any NBA player, full stop. He was the best. He was number one. He moved more units than everybody but Michael fucking Jordan. He did. He was the most profitable shoe line in America. So he's a free agent, and I believe the bag will be different. Well, I think a team, if we get funny with the money, will will uh, a shoe company will make up the difference because it's the fucking Lakers, bro. It's the Lakers. Uh, I know Dallas is Dallas, but we just don't got the prestige that the fucking Lakers do. It is what it is. Ain't no point being mad about it. It just is what it is. So I think 
Mark Cuban is going to be shamed into giving him $45 million a year, like 190 over four. Luca make like 45. And that's, I think, I think Kyrie, if he comes back, those are the contexts under what he comes back. I don't think it's possible to build a championship team with the new CBA unless we get some lottery luck. But boys and girls, here is the lottery luck that I think, I actually think, I don't know why. I think we're going to jump in the lottery. I think we're going to jump top four. And it's even going to be something goofy like top three. And if we jump top three, which I let me say, I'm predicting is going to happen. I'm, I'm willing this into existence. With the third pick in the NBA draft, we're not going to draft anybody. We're going to trade that for two picks. I believe that something weird is going to happen, like, Whoever gets somebody gets Wimby first, and then like Detroit or some shit gets picked two, and they take Brandon Miller, and Scoot's gonna be there at number three, and we gonna do some shit like trade I don't know either nine we gonna trade three for nine and sixteen, or the teams that need Scoot the most I think are the Magic and the Jazz, and they both have two lottery picks, so we either look well two first round picks I don't think they second pick is lottery because the it's right outside the lottery. So we traded for those two picks and the two players. Um, you called this, SJ. The like Taylor Hendricks is not making it to ten. He just ain't. That that ship is sailed. He might even go over Jarris Walker low key. That that's all little mock drafts, all the little people who really evaluate the draft as this process gets closer. And this is before we even get to like the scouting combine. Because if he tests off the charts, we know what that's going to be, right? So in this fanfic, we get to number three. The Orlando Magic already have too many dudes. I got them being locked in at six. And then they're gonna their second pick is going to fall backwards a little bit. It's going to be 12. So we trade the third pick for six and 12. We're drafting Taylor Hendricks at six. And we're drafting... Derek Lively at 12. Yes, I know that's an overdraft of Derek Lively, but we're doing what we got to do. But I do think Taylor Hendricks, six or seven, is where he's actually going to go off the board in real life, no matter who's there. So we get those two. I look at Taylor Hendricks. I look at what his strengths. He can already shoot. He's shooting like 40% from three. Uh, pause, but he uh, his stroke is actually like he has a good shot. Like it's a real shot. It's not slow. It's quick. Honestly, young man can't really dribble like that. And it's okay, baby boy. We're not going to ask you to dribble at all. Just shoot, attack a closeout here and there, and just play really good defense, which you are already good at. And I think he's the unicorn four that we looking for uh, at number 11, 12, whatever the fuck. It's, we making the shit up, right? We get Derek Lively. I didn't believe in him. I'm going to keep it real. Um, when you talk about folks is gassing this man up to be our hope and savior, and this dude is averaging five and five, and I'm like, y'all going to have to tell me something because this dude is averaging five and five, and he's supposed to be our hope and savior. And then I watched that man play some defense, and I said, you know what? Like... <laughs> The, we need until uh, proven otherwise if you are a five with Luca, you're going to have to be able to move your damn feet 
basically like a, a three. You got to be able to guard three through five, maybe even two through five. And that's, I think he can do it. He can move his feet, and so can Taylor. So they can do everything. They both provide weak side shot blocking. They both provide switchable defense. They can go guard. Taylor can go guard Lucas Mann, whoever that is. Um, Lively can guard. I don't going to say he can guard Kyrie's man, but he can clean up the shit that Taylor can't handle. That's how we save the Mavs. We, I'm not even going to get into free agency. I'm just doing a lottery fanfic. But if we, no matter what we got to do, if we, the only realistic way, in my opinion, we can save this error and realistically win a championship is to come out of this draft with either those two players or two players like them. All right, criticize my fanfic and then do your own. And don't create, it's fiction. Statistically speaking, the probability of all this shit is like three, actually, us just getting to number three is like 3.6%. And then a team wanting to trade, we got it. We need Orlando and these teams we trading with to fall. It's a lot of shit, but we making it up. SJ, am I crazy? Because you pay attention to the draft more than I do. You the one that put me on Taylor Hendricks and like, hey, dog, he ain't going to make it to 10. Do you think those two players could save this? I think you're insane. Just <laughs> because the prompt was, this is your prompt. Yeah. I'm going by your prompt. And you said, what you're telling me to make up a fanfic that can turn, like with the lottery, that can turn this team into a championship that, that it doesn't exist. And I know, obviously, more needs to be done with free agency, free agency, blah blah. But just to act like what rookies coming in, especially no, one and done rookies. I'm not even saying we're gonna win a championship next year. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, that that was my eventually. clarification. Yeah, okay, uh, eventually I don't think this fine. makes us champions next year. No. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's, that's not okay. that's not fair, man. We could get Wimby. We didn't win a championship. Exactly. We could get Wimby, and he could have titanium knees. That's yeah, that's yeah. Okay, okay. That that was gonna be my because I thought you meant like for no, next season. I'm no, like, no. that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, if we don't get these two players, if we don't get two players that can do the shit they can do, this shit's cooked. Period. I mean, for I the think... next three or four years, under any circumstances, realistically, and my little fanfic is the only way where there's a shot at it. That's fair, but um, at the same time, I feel like. I think mine, I mean, I think yours is like, damn near, if those are the two guys that if we need to leave with dudes on draft night, it, I would prefer it to be them or even one of the two or, you know, whatever the case is. But to switch it up, um, let's say we keep, let's say we jump. I mean, mine, if we stay at 10, I feel like, I don't know who's going to be. I mean, I would still ideally want to keep the pick because I'm like, you know, team youth, and I feel like you again. You need to build the infrastructure. But the problem is, they're starting this process to. They're doing it all ass backwards. Um. So that's the issue that they're running into. Where the fact that Luca wasn't ready to win his first five years, right? Despite what everybody thinks, I'm still standing on that hill. And that's not a knock on him. It's just that young dudes just don't come in the league winning like that. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't happen. So what they should have been doing was building a proper foundation. But instead, they were doing a bunch of nonsense. 
and that's where we are today so now they're trying to do this whole okay let's see what's in a draft and 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 trying to have a draft pick be a savior that's the thing we're at the stage of Luca's career where draft picks should be like complementary pieces where they're like role guys like what Denver's doing right Denver's using their draft picks to just to um again they're gonna have end of you know end of the um draft in like the 20s and stuff late first round draft picks but still they're using their picks to get rotational guys right Christian Braun. Bro, Christian slowly... Braun is contributing in the playoffs as a rookie. This is exactly, and but the way they can slowly um bring him on. You know, he was he didn't come in day one and was just playing like that. They still slowly um brought him on, right? Um, same thing. Evil Bones, like they hit on him. He provided you know some good minutes here and there. Then they traded him. Granted, they didn't get anything for him, which was kind of crazy, but still. That was, yeah. That's, yeah, they had to move on. So, different scenario, but still, that's that's where they should be. Not hoping that a draft pick, whether to trade it or, or keep it, should be saving your team. But yeah. we're in this scenario, so again, to humor the situation. Um, I, let's say we jump up to two right because three three is tricky right because i feel like if we jump up to three i'd like that but like you said it really depends on who's above us too because let's say it's like houston above us um because here's the thing if we jump up to top three i would like to i would like to keep the pick depending on who's in front of us like i said if it's if we're at three and it's like san antonio and orlando in front of us yeah, keep the pick because more than likely there's you know whoever's that one is taking Wemby regardless, and then two is I I would assume for either San Antonio or um or uh Orlando would take Scoot right at two over Brandon Miller, and I would like to have Brandon Miller <laughs> honestly um so if I and I still want another pick. So let's say we get Brandon Miller, whether that's by number two or number three. We keep him, and then we trade. We try to get into the late first round to get Lively somehow. And that's the thing, because his, I don't know what the recent, I haven't looked at the mocks, like, recently, recently yet. Um, But I don't know where he slotted to go if if he kind of raised to, like, the around 20-ish, you know. I, I um, saw I saw my where OKC took him at twelve. That is kind of crazy, but that's the thing. OKC but, can afford to do those reaches, Loki. And, and that's that's how the dude justified it. He was like, "Bro, that's kind of what they need." And mm-hmm. they probably took him seven, eight spaces early. But who else they gonna take? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's the issue that you're having where. You know, but I, regardless, even if we don't get lively, I still want to get back in there um, and get somebody else. Because here's the thing, even if they're not here to stay, I think that you get somebody that can at least show some flashes. Like, God, see, Josh started having positive value when he started showing his these flashes. You know what I mean? Not to say he's like a hot-ass commodity. Even with him ending the season kind of poorly, he's still, I would say, significantly upped his value from last year to now last year he was just a guy that you probably would say oh he might not even get a second contract 
right even though he showed some stuff it's still you know like if you were like a casual like not a like mass fan watching his every you know game you'd probably think yeah that's just you know whatever but now where his name was really in the media like he got notoriety she even got injured they had wolves tweeting about his injury and like he got he kind of got notoriety as like a a guy <laughs> you know so that goes a long way so even if we get rookies and like i said even if they're never gonna have their best years here at least you could package them for win now and now we're in the you know we're starting to get into the um i think crux of luca's career where he's um going to start learning how to win like he's gonna start start learning like like his game is going to start maturing and that's the thing people think when i say these things is for criticism no it's just based on how you mature in the league you know what i mean like we were just talking about this with steph and lebron how we just said they had mvp years but they're better <laughs> as they you know age because they've learned the game and i think the same is going to happen with luca where he's going to where he's start going to start learning more things you know what i mean so um especially if you start to put a better team around him he's going to start learning how to play with better players so i think um i would like to i would like to uh cuz i just like this draft class right i'd like to get as many bit like <laughs> i would like to get as many picks as possible but obviously i understand the situation and that's why I, as much as I really want to get excited about the draft, I feel like we're going to walk out with no rookies, bro. <laughs> and that's like, bro, and that's is, going hey, to hey, pay me. Hey, 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 fanfic, fanfic. We, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. I told you, bro. I, I even been saying in the group chat, I am lying to myself until the lottery. After lottery happens, if we stay at 10 or lose the pick, I'll go back to doing it. But until then, I'm lying to myself. Um, you're right, you're right. And I do want to say this. Um, I mean, you know, and anyone that listens to this or follows me, I am fuck them picks. Fuck them. Trade them for real players. Statistically speaking, the odds that a rookie is even a lottery pick is going to end up being good. It's statistically not that high. Um, Mav CBA had us do like a thought exercise. I don't even know if you saw it, where he was like, "Would you rather have the top three pick or Jalen Brunson on his current contract?" And my initial reaction was like, "Fucking give me the third pick. I love Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is my guy. I love him to death, but it's the third pick in the draft." So then, after I typed that in the group chat, I went. And I looked back at like who was taken at the third pick and lower since Jalen got in the league. And it's like, there's like six dudes. This hands down better to him. And one of them six is debatable. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we talking Luca SGA, uh, depending on what your flavor is, triple J, uh, Trey young, which that's debatable. And who was the other two? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what the other two, but... Was it Tatum? No, nah, Tatum. Tatum and Jalen Brown? No, nah, Tatum got in the league at, seven, at 2017. Oh, what, what what draft class you were starting from? Just, we, we, we started from 2018 moving. Oh, okay, okay. So who was taken at three or below who you would take definitively? Who's got to the league? 
that you would definitively take over Jalen Brunson on this current contract. And it rather was oh, you're probably thinking, talking about oh three and below. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. So once you really look at it like that, even if it's seven dudes, that's seven dudes. Even if you think it's ten dudes, it ain't that many dudes better than Jalen Brunson out of fucking. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, out of five draft classes. So I have, when he put it like that, I was like, oh God, our we, our, our future is dependent upon a goddamn lottery pick and the odds are not that good that that lottery pick is even at three or below is even going to be like a borderline all-star. However, when you look at just last year's draft, and this is where I've flipped from guy who was like fuck them picks to i'm actually the opposite this year sj i want to draft somebody if we keep our pick i gotta come out this bitch with a with a rookie i got i have to i gotta come out the first round we cannot trade the pick unless it's like a no-brainer fleece we have to draft a young dude we have to you go look at the dudes drafted from 12 to 22 last year that are contributing to winning they are doing the things like even if they teams was asked, their role, like the the even if you look at like lineup data, when them dudes was in the game, they was fucking winning. Uh Jalen Williams, Tari Eason, Walker Kessler, uh shit, let me pull up the draft. Them the three dudes I want them to just first come to mind, but there's so many dudes that weren't even high lottery picks just from last year. They contributed so well. And then even if you look at the actual top three, you know, I don't think Jabari Smith is going to be a fucking superstar, but, bro, he would provide some shit we need. Keegan Murray hooping. Um, if we just get into dudes taking, let's go 10 and below. Johnny Davis stinks. Usman Dane. You watch OKC. What do you think? He's raw. He's raw. I, I, I like his framework. Okay. That's the same thing I said about Mark Williams, but I like his framework, but he's raw. He's raw. Okay, but just getting down to it. So we're just going from 12 to 22. Jalen Williams, third best Maverick. It's not even close. Provides what we need. No brainer. We'd be in a much better situation. Fucking Jalen Dern, same thing. Third best Maverick. We'd be in a much better situation. Shigan. Uh, Ochai Abaji, I mean, he ain't really pop pop, but he's straight. You know, I, I don't. He's gonna have a great. He's yeah. gonna pop, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, who's this?" Nick exactly. Season? He's straight. I take him. Mark Williams. I I was curious why they weren't playing him. He looked bad. I like his framework. But now, as, as soon as he start getting minutes, he start wrecking shit. I take him. Fucking AJ Griffin. Same thing. I like him. Yeah, you know, I Tari Eason is my guy, boy. I would I commit crimes to get Tari Eason on the Mavs. When Ime is there, he's playing 30 minutes a night. He ain't playing that 22 minute shit. Like, I think he's gonna be top three, maybe four in minutes played on the Rockets next year. Because that's just an Ime guy. Dalen Terry, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I don't I don't know nothing about that young man. Peace be on to him. Um Jake Rabies, Jake LaRavia, he, he was all right. He going to be good. He's going to be somebody like fucking Santi Aldama, uh, ironically enough, who was also in this draft. Um, no, he was two years ago. He, he I, I, Jake LaRavia, I don't think he's going to stink. He's going to be all right. I don't know if I'd be turning any backflips, but like Malachi Brown, he's straight. Um, Christian Braun, 
and then Walker Kessel. Like those are all like am I crazy? But I think those are all hits from twelve to twenty two. It was a maybe, deep draft. It was a sneaky deep deep draft. I don't think anyone saw it being this like or at least it's, it it reminded me of I know people say this draft class is trash and maybe shit. Maybe some of these dudes it'll be like twenty nineteen. But I feel like twenty nineteen's draft class, at least early on. It had a lot of good role players, same way as yeah. this draft class, where it wasn't like stars. A lot of these guys, they're not like they're stars or, you know, doing anything like crazy, crazy, except like a few. It's just like, like you said, role players kind of contributing. Yeah, um, but, but even role, like, dog, these dudes were good role players year one. You know, that's usually, yeah. that's, if you play a rookie in your rotation every night, he's usually a negative presence. Bruh, of them 10, du- 10 dudes from 12 to 22, I think they all were, all of them except for two were like positive impact, if if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And even if you go down, you know, you got, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you about Patrick Baldwin. Uh, I don't know what window. He doesn't was. play, but Warriors fans were just hilarious doing, um, was it preseason when he was playing? They were talking about his son. He the next Dirk. They were wilding out, bro. They were calling him Dirk. They were wilding I, out. They, but they, he... they they do they did gas him, but I I let me. I don't want to hate on the young man, but the little bit of him I saw, I wasn't impressed. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean he could shoot. That's the thing. He's six ten and could shoot, and he looks to he he has the tools to be a good defender. So that's what the intriguing part. But he's nowhere near. He's not close, and he's on a team where. They don't have time to, you know, help him out. Yeah, that's the thing with the Warriors. They, I, I know they're trying to draft. They're trying to get the hits in the draft, and they're trying to do their thing. But it's like, unless you're getting somebody that contribute now, like, I feel like, not to say they're wasting their time, because I don't want to say that, Um, because they are developing these guys. Like, they took their time with Poole, but Poole got in. Poole was lucky. Poole got in when they stung. Yeah. Poole played a lot during that 15-win season. Poole was getting minutes. They were playing pool, and then when they time to get serious, and then he wasn't getting the minutes, they sent him out of the G League, and he was playing until he could play. Now some of these guys, that's what I'm saying, the Warriors are in win mode now. So Kaminga, he's pouting. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's not getting the time, and they don't have time to. They don't have. They literally don't have time to appease him to the point where Steph Curry's giving speeches saying, "Listen, get out your feelings for this one night, and you just, you know." I mean, Kaminga just went public, basically saying, "Like, yeah, yeah, it hurts not to be able to play. I feel like I can contribute more." It's like my 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 nigga, it's like it's the playoffs, my boy. You don't say that, even if that's how you exactly. feel. Just don't say it right now. That it was like Mike. And here's the thing: you can keep him and hope he molds into the um. And still fits because I feel like this was happening with MPJ, right? Um, where remember in the bubble, MPJ was wild and impressive, but I feel like every night it was like MPJ was saying something crazy. Remember they were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah they, it was just okay. Jamal and Joker touching the ball. They not, okay. I'm not touching the ball. He was a problem, and yeah. now he that's all dead. Now when you hear him, it's a completely different mindset. But low key, they start giving his ass the ball more, and he was right in that moment. Quiet as I think they won the next game because they gave him the ball more. Yeah, but he was yeah, but he was wilding in the presser. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it's reminiscent of, is is the point. And um I mean I think it's still again different situations because at then Denver hadn't won anything. So they were trying to the Warriors know what works for them. You know what I'm saying? So if he doesn't want to fit in, 
I could see him gone more than likely this offseason. They especially if the Warriors like don't win a title. I could see them really um and they know the core can go one more. I could see them packaging him up to get like real reinforcements. That's the thing. You think we're gonna hit them now. Imagine if they pack package Kaminga for somebody serious. <laughs> like either like another like a big we've been talking about bigs and here's the thing, Ron Looney is the they're not going to be able to do that. Not financially. I don't even think... I'm not trying to be funny. I don't think the rules will let them do it, depending on when the CBA gets enforced. I got to double not, check. But, but even so, you're still going to need to pay um, him <laughs> at a certain point. So yeah, even right. if the the rules are still going to mess them up, regardless. So yeah, it's just rule, like whether they want it now or later. You're right. I ain't think about that. You think they keep Draymond? Or it depends on what happens. I think they keep. I know we're all saying, oh, Draymond's not going to be there. Draymond's not going to be there. Like, says who, though? I know we're talking about the money situation, but all indications from both sides is that they want to be together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Draymond has always said he wants to stay a retired warrior, all that. And on their side, they've always said they want to keep Draymond. And I know we're just assuming that. New rules, financial situations, blah blah. We're just, but we're. I feel like we're projecting. I feel like he will be there. I know he says he wants to max, blah blah. I think they will work something out where both sides are happy, and it'll be, and it'll just be that. I think that's what's gonna happen, honestly. Yeah, and the thing is, this is what's weird because I know they ratified the CBA, but not all the rules hit. In this, uh, whenever the new league year starts, some of them it's gonna they gonna get phased in, and no one fucking knows when they gonna get phased in. So like, there's problems that I'm anticipating that might not actually be problems for like three years, because like, you know, Memphis is talking about going all in for OG or this this wing, and it's like, man, they gotta pay Bane, they play Ja, they play Triple J. I do know once the CBA is fully, like, integrated, it's going to be hard to pay three dudes max salary and a fourth dude a high contract. Like, it's like it's going to be hard to even fill out your damn roster, let alone, like, trade dudes. It, it just makes it hard. But you, shit, they got a nice two, three-year window because they ain't got to pay Bane next year. If they trade for OG, he don't got to be paid next year. Them problems that would come two, three years down the road, so you just go for it for two, three years, and if we keeping it a buck, man, that's the way these runs are going. No team is just like the Warriors, and I don't even know if you really want to count that, considering you know what happened with with KD and everything. Like these teams that just keep that core together for seven, eight years ain't really a thing. Teams usually have a, a core has a run for four or five years, and that's it. Am I am I crazy? Do you like? I'm trying to think off the top of my head, when has a team just kept that core for more than four or five years? I mean, Boston is on their way. I mean, we can talk about Jalen Brown and whether he's going to stay, but yeah, you're right. smart Tatum Brown have been playing to. And that's the thing. I feel like I was just thinking about this today, actually. I was like, cores are, not that they ever left, but they're coming back. That's why yeah. I'm stressing this whole foundation thing. I sound like fucking Bob the Builder. And that's what I'm um, fucking 808s call me and I was tight. But, no. um. Oh, you was tight. 
But Yo, ass, like, he was talking about fucking foundations of mansions and shit. And we was yeah, like, what the hell is you talking about, bro? But it makes sense. The metaphor makes sense. But where you need to like, like, like even think about the Bucks, right? And even think about the Warriors. This yeah. this new version of the Warriors, where they have their they had their cores. The Bucks had their core. They had Middleton. They had Giannis. They had Brook. Even Connaughton like, had been there for a couple. Like they had their guys, like, yeah. and they just needed a Drew Holiday, and yeah. they 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 cashed in. They moved some things around and got them. So the war, like I said, the Warriors. This new version of the Warriors, where they needed some reshuffling. They obviously have their core. They traded in a piece for Wiggins. It's like the, it, this is what it feels like. These and even the Suns. Like I just thought about the Suns. They kind of had their core for a bit. Not even, yeah, Mikhail, Book, um, Aiton, and even Cam Johnson. They played together for a minute. And then they moved some things around. KD, and obviously they need to do their retooling. But still, they're in the mix. So that type of team building is coming back. So, like, even the Grizzlies. Like, as much as we're clowning them, like, they have stuff to clean up, clearly. um, A lot of stuff to clean up. But, like... They should be cool with what they're doing in the sense of building out a core. And then if, if you can win it with the core, then you can move some things around to get pieces to push it forward. So that's why you see the teams that are struggling. Um, don't Even Atlanta, right? We talk about Atlanta. And the real problem in Atlanta is that Trey Young is not good enough, right? So that's like the main. Man, Trae, that's always going to be the Trae main Young thing. not good enough. And I don't even know if he was good enough like his teammates don't like him there's something dudes in the league don't like him and i need to know why for real because it's he, weird bro but i didn't mean to cut you off continue no but yeah but even then they've they it's just that um i don't remember the point i was on about the hawks but my 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 overall point is that um cores are coming back though and it, it might not be back in the day where people teams like people are playing for like mad years but you have to have at least like three guys right i feel like our core has to be at least three guys so you're gonna have at least three guys where you're solid and then you shuffle things around them or maybe you upgrade one of the three you know what i mean like that type of thing to win nowadays i don't think it's it's a situation where um like it's, I feel like that's that's because even in LA right now, they the Lakers they have they're trying to do something with a two man core, and you can see it's a little a lot of room for error where they need like, the damn near the perfect role players, to to, to um even do anything, so I just think um, like these you gotta have got like continuity, like we're underestimating continuity. Like we are, we are. Because even if you think back at LA, a lot of those role players, like the Bubble Lakers team, a lot of those role players have been playing together for a while. Like Bron had been in LA for some time with a lot of those guys. Kuzma played there, you know, pretty much his whole career. KCP had been there for a while. Caruso had been there for a while. So you you kind of have to play together for a while. So yeah, I I, I do think you continuity is making a comeback. And um, that's it. Like I said, not to say it ever left, but. Um, 
I feel like there's this period people are talking about LeBron and KD where you just, so, just throw together a super team and immediately. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, people are thinking, but nah, that was just blips. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you look at real patterns, no, you gotta you gotta guys gotta play together. And even if you're winning after a trade, like I said, like a Drew Holiday type of thing, he's coming to a team that had been solid. Yeah. And he's putting it over the top. You know, you're not trying to take a team that's in the dumps. To, that's a problem. Like, like for example, for the Mavericks, we're a bad team. We're we're thinking we're gonna get somebody that's taking us from a bad team to like the promised land. That's not gonna happen. You you can't skip steps. It, that doesn't happen. You you have to be a sad, like a rock solid team, and then you get the piece that like pushes you over the top. That's how it goes. Yeah, okay. I. I think there's a fear in the fan base that Luca is going to want out. Well, shit, man. There's reports the Mavs think he's going to want out. Um, I don't even know if I want to say this on this pod, but I'll die. Fuck it. Oh, well. If Luca is not at least average defensively while being able to score the way, be the offensive player he can be, if he has to if he's not in shape or whatever the reason, I mean, and let me be very clear. This ain't my opinion. The man has said out of his own mouth, it's hard for him to play hard on both ends of the court. These are his words, not mine. If that's still a thing and he wants out, I'm not going to be like, oh God, you know what I'm saying? Oh God, burn the Mavs down. Um, I won't like it. I think it will be proof of the Mavericks incompetence. But at the same time, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I don't think – I've said in the group chat, but I'll, I'll say it here. I, When Luca finally gets in shape and does everything he's supposed to do and we're still ass, that's when he's going to leave. But I don't think if he knows – because Luca's not stupid. He knows his flaws. He He's – like say whatever you want about that young man. He's very, very, very aware of his flaws and 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 whatever. It kind of drives me crazy because he's aware of them and still don't fix them. But the, it is what it is. He's a young man. He just turned twenty four. I'm not. I'm not gonna kill them a twenty four year old about not being a grizzled vet and taking his body to the utmost uh, importance. Like you know, I, I, just because he's so good, I think we don't. How can I say this? As much as I kill him about playing defense and not being in shape, he's still 24. And I just I, I just refuse to believe he's not going to eventually get that shit together. With all that being said, like I don't think we need to be making moves in a panic to try to win right away just to appease him. And if he doesn't understand that, well, start listening to them trade packages because like, you know, you, you, I, I hate to say it, I love Luca and I want him to be here. But at the same time, we, we, we passed the point of no return. You know what I'm saying? We're in the end game now. So if he ain't patient with trying to build this thing up the right way, because we've done the quick fixes and that shit don't work, then you know what? Take the trade packages. Um, I'm not trying to be an asshole or I don't want to trade Luca, but. What team traded a superstar recently and like didn't and just went into fucking disarray? And I, I can't even imagine the trade package Luca would get. 
it would be absurd. So it's like, I don't know. We in, I love Luca. I don't want to leave, but we're in the fucking lottery right now with him. We we are. I just did fanfic about lottery balls, so it ain't like having Luca guarantees a championship. So I, I I just I don't. Let me be clear. I do not want to trade this man, but I don't think we should be operating as a franchise, doing everything, including destroying the future just to appease him short-term. And to be honest, I don't even know if he wants that. I don't think he's stupid either. Like, I I don't think he wanted that. I don't think he wanted some of the moves that they went and made, per se, when he first got to the league. He just, I, I don't think he was here long enough to have the clout to ask for some of that shit. But I do think, like, once we were asked and he watching his boy cook in New York, he's like, yeah, y'all gotta give me somebody else. I'm fighting for my life. But I, I don't... I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling here, but my point is, I don't think we should be making sh- just quick short-term goals. And the first thing I say to that is, you got to draft somebody and keep them in play. What do you think? Yep, I agree. That's that's all fair. Um, yeah. yeah. So you got anything else you want to get off your chest? No, sir. Sweet. So... I don't even know how long this was. I'm starting to sweat in this bitch. And the AC is on 68. I think I might have a fever. Either way, um, actually, I'm going to put this out probably tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon. Because I do get to work from home tomorrow. So um, I'll put this out sometime tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. Actually, thank you for doing this with me. And I will talk to you. So we talk to y'all. We sometime next week i ain't gonna make no promises but it'll probably be sometime next week i gotta figure out how the schedule will be but either way it go we holler at y'all peace